We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, Brian Driscoll, are you ready for rapid fire? Is that where we're at? Is that where we're at right now? You are, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, best part of the show. No, I'm just kidding. Best part of the IB Nation. This is where we make the transition from the big show to the IB Nation sports talk part of the show. So I'm excited about it. So rapid fire, Brian. Here we go. First question, leadoff hitter. Obviously, I just brought it up at the end of the last show. The combine is in full swing right now. It's going to be going all week. The Notre Dame player with the chance to make the biggest move is blank. I, I think it's Audric Estime. Okay. Because I, I think a lot of other guys are going to make climbs. I think that obviously Joe Walt has a chance to cement his status as the top tackle. You've got Cam Hart's got a chance to – because like I think for Cam, it's not so much about him rising – it's if he answers the medicals this week and yes, test well, it's about thing, him yeah. locking himself kind of into that day two, late day two kind of range. You know, Javante Jean Baptiste can like and lock himself into a legit day three pick. For me, I think Audric has a chance. And and I know some people say, like, you know, testing doesn't matter, but we see this happen every year. It shouldn't right. matter, but right. every year we see guys test well and it impacts their draft status every year i think audrick's a guy that pe- people are loving his film in the nfl and he's a great runner great feet all these type of things but the question that you have is projecting him to the next level is does he have the explosiveness and the burst sure. to kind of be that kind of neck that next level guy it and so if audrick can show the speed because I, I do think the 40 People will say this all the time. 40 doesn't matter. Yes, it does. We see scouts and teams 
I think scouts probably it matters less to them than it does decision makers. I think decision makers tend to fall for this kind of stuff all the time. That's just we see it all the time. Uh, if Audra can run a, a surprising 40 time and then test well in the agilities, mm-hmm. I think he could he could have skyrocket to being the number one back in this draft class. Wow. I do. Wow. I do. Where's he at no, right now? There's no uh top three like or middle. four. Okay. Top okay. three or four. I mean, okay. like there's no Jameer Gibbs in this draft class. Sure. You know what I mean? There's no Derrick Henry in this draft. class. There's no surefire number one first round guy. I think he's got a chance because he, like the some of the other guys that are in that contention are, are not necessarily like for sure bell cows. Gotcha. If Audric shows the explosiveness and then catches the ball well, all those type of things, I think he could be that kind of guy. Somebody said, "What was Kyron's forty time? It was four five eight? But that's the whole point. Kyron was a fifth round draft pick. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like we're talking about boosting up. If Kyron would have ran a four four, he'd have got drafted much higher than the fifth round, right. most likely. Right. And if Audric goes in the fifth round, that's a disappointment. Like that big time. That's a disappointment. Yeah. Right. So so how does he run? And right. how does he move in agilities? How does he catch the ball in drills? I think Audric has a chance to to go from third or fourth running back on the board, which is probably late day two. Yeah. To number one guy off the board, which could skyrocket him all the number top of the second round, middle second. That's millions of dollars in difference. Oh yeah, which oh, yeah. is why I think he has the most to gain. That's 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 who I see. No, and that 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 was the direction I was going to head too. So just to be devil's advocate, I am going to go with my guy, Cam Hart. I and, and the re, and the reason I say that, and I agree with everything that you said, it's the medicals and and what Cam Hart has. And I am not I'm not a draft expert by any stretch of the imagination, but here's what I do know about Cam Hart: his measurables will make decision makers get excited he's got the measurables of an nfl corner right and i think he's going to test well i I think he's going to test really well and so the big question mark is the medicals and it's so it's almost like this question should be who's going to test well to make them go up and all that i think he just has to have good medicals and i think he could jump up some people's draft boards from where they might have them at the moment yeah, so, that's an interesting take. I just I, with Cam, I kind of feel like people already know he's fast. They already know he moves yeah. well. I, I think right. I don't think they're going to be surprised just, by any of that. Yeah, I think where his is, he stays in that day two range, or he falls because of the medicals. Okay. I don't know if there's a scenario in which Cam goes from like like I don't think people are thinking he's going to run in the mid four fives, and then he runs in the four fours and they're shocked. Right. Like, I mean, there's enough GPS data on him to know like this. I mean, he was in Foot Feldman's freaks list. You know what I mean? Like people oh, yeah. know this kid's a freaky athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's can he stay healthy? Right. And I don't know if there's anything. The, the questions about Cam are the, are the medicals and then the ball skills. And I don't know if there's anything the, the comic can do. I think for him, it's about don't fall back. Okay. Keep the momentum going that you have. Now, I hope you're right because I would love to see Cam skyrocket up draft I, boards because it's good for him and it also helps Notre Dame that they can oh, like, sure. finally have a corner get taken really high. Yeah. Like, yeah, if he sure. if he can like jump into the round two, that'd be I don't see it happening, but if it does, that'd be phenomenal. Oh, be great, I, great I, for him and great for Notre Dame. Let's put it this way: wherever he ends up, if it's outside round two, okay. So if it's outside round two, he's gonna be a steal for somebody. That's that's how I that's how I see it. I think he's a round two guy. He should be like, I think he'll end up as, as, you know, we always do redrafts and all that, you know, and you look back and I think if we look back in five years from now, he's a, he's a, he's a round two guy. If he stays healthy, hundred percent. But I think he's a, he's a round two guy. And so if he goes anywhere after round two, I think that he's going to be an absolute steal. I I'm, I'm really excited to watch 
him in the NFL. I think he's going to he's going to be awesome. That's going to be so much fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, question number two. Kind of another uh, combine question. The fact that Javante Jean-Baptiste was up all night with food poisoning, literally throwing up until 10 o'clock this morning, and still tested well at the Combine, is blank. Not surprising for anyone <laughs> that knows this kid. I mean, he's just going to give you everything he's got. Yeah, I, I mean, it. he did it all year at Notre Dame. He, you know, he talked about how he lost 20 pounds after the bowl game because he had a sickness and then still shows up at the Senior Bowl. Doesn't, doesn't have a particularly good week at the senior bowl because he was down 20 pounds and, yeah, you know, that and all something. that, but you just, it, that's what teams are going to love. Right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, this kid, this kid's going to battle. He's going to show up every day. He's going to, there's going to be no excuse, no big time. And I'm, I'm going to compete. And anybody that watched him play this year knows this is a kid that's going to give you everything he's got. I mean, that that's whether you played well or played poorly, you, you, him and Nana were both this way, but we're talking about Javante. There was never a game. You look back and we're like, he didn't bring it today. Yeah. Yeah. Javante didn't bring it today. That was right. never, there was games he didn't play necessarily really well. Right. In other games he played even better, but you know, it just, yeah. That's yeah. No, I, it, it is not surprising at all because look, he continues to prove people wrong since the second he stepped on campus at Notre Dame. Right. I mean, when he when we heard that he was going to be in the trans, you know, that he was coming to Notre Dame out of the transfer portal and all these different things like, okay, you know, depth guy, depth piece. Great. Okay, whatever. And he's a guy that I am sad to see go, you know, based on the way he played. And you said you talked about his motor in a game and how he was from from, you know, whistle to whistle to the echo of the whistle, you know, all the cliches like that is who he was. And he played himself into an extremely important piece of a really good defense at Notre Dame. And he just continues to prove people wrong. And I love it because there's plenty of people out there who would have maybe even declined the senior bowl because he wasn't at the physical peak where he needed to be. There's plenty of people that he's puking the day of all of his testing would have been like, yeah, it's not going to happen. 
and you would have, yeah. it would have been like, okay, I get it. You're sick. Like, I get it. But he just continues to show yeah. up. And and, show I mean, he out, needed man. to, right? I mean, yeah. with where he is on the draft boards, he needs to be that guy that does that, right? But right. he also took a great risk because if he goes out That's there and runs a four seven something, and and does I mean? But he ran out, had one of the five or six best forty times of an edge. He had a great broad jump. He had a thirty four yeah, inch vertical. You know, I mean, he 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 was sick, but not, now he was sick. He actually overperformed a little bit. Ryan had him projected to run like a low four seven. And have a, a nine ten broad. He ran a he had a ten five or a ten seven broad and a four six six unofficial. So uh, you know that that's, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and if he doesn't like those numbers, which I don't know why he wouldn't, he could have another opportunity in sure. Notre Dame's pro ga- pro day. I mean, yeah. he, he look, he could have very easily been like, look, I was just puking my guts out. I'll see it Notre Dame's pro day. I can run a low four six or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, but now he doesn't have to. I mean, now he can just do position drills and all that. He doesn't necessarily have to test again, or he could just focus all his attention on running a forty, right? Because he doesn't have to do the other stuff. So absolutely happy for him. No, me too. No, me too. All right, here's a kind of a football slash question. So with the new twelve team playoff starting this year, buy or sell the college football playoff. Or March Madness, which meaning like it being better. Like than, which, I mean, which one would you rather like watch? I guess look, I'm, you know? I'm selling. I'm totally selling the notion that the college football playoff is going to become like March Madness. Okay. It'll be popular. It'll make a lot of money because it's college football. But the whole aspect of March Madness is it just flows, man. You have games on like the first weekend. You have yeah. games on four days, and then the next yeah. weekend you have games on four days, and then it's. You know, then you've got the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games, and then the Final Four, and it just it's bam, 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 bam. It's There's going to be glorious. like 12 games between this game and 11 day games between. Yeah. Like the first round happens on the the 20th and the 20 19th and the 20th, something like that, or 20th yeah. and 21st. I think 20th and 21st, yeah. And then the next round's like not till like New Year's Eve, right? And it's just like it's so you know, it's, spread it's out. It's going to be hard to have the same kind of momentum. Yeah, it'll still be popular, but it won't be the event. There you go. That March Madness is. I like that. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I like that. I I think March Madness is is still going to be like the thing because everybody gets involved with March Madness, right? I mean, everybody's filling out bra- like literally everybody is filling out brackets and, you know, cares about what the the outcomes of these games are, taking off work to, you know, watch these games and do all these different things. I have three monitors at my desk at work, and one of those mm-hmm. monitors will be dedicated to watching college basketball during March Madness. Like, I, I do think college football could be that if they would could come close to that if they would go set Friday, Saturday, round one, and then Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Right, just boom, boom, boom. But even then, in a 12-team playoff, that's four rounds. That's four weeks. Yeah. College basketball right. is what? It's four weeks, but it's not as huge in the in the second right. two weeks as it is in the but you're first. You're playing two weeks. six games, yeah, right. In four weeks, right? You know, so you're playing two the first weekend, two the next weekend. Actually, it's only three weeks, right? Oh yeah, you're right. It is three. It's weeks. Only three Gosh. weeks. It's the Helps first two add. rounds. Yeah. Then sweet then sixteen, sweet elite 16. eight. And then, and then final, final four champs so in three so weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, you're so right. So it's tw- it's six games in three weeks compared to four games in four weeks. Right. So it's just it's just it's a lot more. And if here's the other thing too. Let's be honest. There won't be the upsets in 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 college football that there isn't. I mean, part of the Agreed. fun of the March Madness is a team like Butler comes out of nowhere and plays for the championship two years in a row. George Mason, Loyola, Loyola Chicago. Right. 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 
you know, you're just not going to see though. I mean, you're you're going to see upsets, but it won't be like the 12 seed wins the title. Well, I don't think it'll be, and I and in my opinion, it'll be that first weekend. You might see a couple upsets, right? But then from then on, first two, because there's going to be some teams and that are get buys that aren't elite. Teams. That's that, that's that's but, true. But the point is, but it but yeah. even like a, a nine seed is still a really good freaking team. Like yeah, like an, an, an sure. eight seed in college football, right? The eight eight seeded team is a two seed in the college NCAA tournament, right? Right. If you're the twelve seed, you're a three seed in the NCAA tournament, right? Right. And so the point is like those aren't real upsets. Right. Those are the twelve best teams. There's there's not going to be a. And the only way that happens is if like the group of five team makes a run. Right. I just don't see that happening. I don't either. Uh, even those really good Cincinnati teams aren't doing that. Even those UCF teams, they might have won round one. Sure. But then the next round, they're probably going to be. Still, that's going to be tough because you're going up against the right. number five team in the country. Like right. that's nothing to sneeze at, you know. Right. So, well, in some years they would have been higher seated. Like, um, well, in, in, okay. In uh, 2018, UCF would have had a buy. For example, they'd have been the fourth highest. Oh, like based on how things are, like how things work, because they were the eighth ranked team. That okay, year. yeah, you're right. There was another year where Cincinnati would have been an eight seed, right? So, so that that's my thing is like they're yeah. not always the twelve, right? That's some true. years they are, but there have been years where they were more often than not seed. they will yes. be. But correct, yes, correct. you're absolutely correct. But they, they, those two teams that we just talked about, they're not group of five teams anymore. SMU's well, not a group of five team anymore. That's true. So there, Houston's not a group of five team anymore. Like so, some of those teams that were making those runs, they're now power five team or power four teams. So that yeah. factors into it as well. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But it opens the door for some of these other conferences potentially too to send somebody to the college football playoff. You might get a MAC team in the college football playoff. You know what I mean? Just depending on how things go. So, but that I guess that's what makes it exciting. So, all right, here we go. Another buy or sell. Caitlin Clark declaring for the WNBA draft. Even I talked about this before the show started with eligibility still on the table. She's a senior. She's got a fifth year option. So buy or sell Caitlin Clark declaring for the draft. I mean, I'm buying it is I'm not quite sure which one's which, but I'm buying the notion that duh. Yeah, I know. Right. I I mean, like I didn't even realize because the only reason she has eligibility is because of COVID. Right. Like there's, she's been the, she's, she was the, like the number one or two player coming out of high school. She's been a star from the moment she got, I mean, the, the only surprise was she, she came back for this year. I mean, Jackie right. Young declared after her junior year, it's not unprecedented for a sure. female basketball player to go to leave early. You know what I mean? So like her coming back this year was a bit of a surprise for me. There's no way she's going for a fifth year. And, and like, there's this, no, well, you know, she's not going to make a lot of money in the, in the WNBA. Well, first what? of all, she's going to have a higher salary in the WNBA. She has at Iowa, because here's the thing, all the endorsements she has now are not going to leave because she's playing in the WNBA. They might get bigger. Actually, maybe, maybe, maybe. either I mean, way. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Cause the WNBA is not a real popular product, That's but, true. but WNBA players can be individual players Correct. can be and the reality is, is caitlin clark has kind of gone mainstream Agreed. in ways that a lot of past great wm college basketball players did not like skylar diggins and brianna stewart's and Brittany griner and some of the best players they we've seen that opportunity she's really, gone yeah. more mainstream yeah and honestly it's i mean her game is just different and i know mm-hmm. that like people like to hate on her for whatever reason and people get jealous and you know but i mean you know some people just stone out just pure ignorance and 
she takes 40 shots a game, not even close to true. You know, she's a, older than Kelsey Plum, no, not even close. You know what I mean? Just It's just like, but whatever. But that's a good thing, though, because if people are hating on you, it's because you're relevant, because yeah. Oh, yeah. you're out there, because you're a name. And she's, I mean, there's a reason, with all due respect to LSU, there's a reason that the Final Four, women's Final Four last year was the most viewed ever, and it's not because of LSU. Right. It's because Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Let's, I mean, it, like she's doing, you know, and I was a good program before she got there, but they weren't like what she's made. She's been oh, there. gosh, no. So I don't even, I think, I mean, the, the fact that this is even a talking point is just, it shows you just how much clickbaity these things have become, but also shows you how her name sells. Yeah, we're talking about women's college basketball on our show. Because anytime you talk about Caitlin Clark, people tune in. Because for yeah. a lot of young girls, I mean, it's like, I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing, I mean, that's the biggest impact, but, but even more so there's more, there's a lot more young girls watching. She's become kind of like that role model for them. Sure. And, um, it, you know, and, and like, there's a lot of men that I've talked to that will watch her now. And it's not the sexist stuff. Well, you know, she's kind of hot or whatever. No, it's like, <laughs> dude, that girl's got game. Right. You know, exactly. like that girl's pull, call, pulling up at half court, dropping like her shot to pass Kelsey Plum's record was the most Caitlin Clark thing ever. It was like from the one foot on the logo. Yeah. Come on. Right. Right. But that's how you expected her to break the record. Right. right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like she was going to break the record hitting a 30 foot triple. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> but like, it's just, there's a respect for her game from people that are not looking, that don't have an agenda. Right. There's right. respect for her game. No, it's just fun to watch. I watch her play and I'm like, I enjoy watching that girl play. Yeah. Just straight up. That yep. is, that is some skill. Like, she would embarrass me on the court. Like I just here, here's the one thing I want. I want somebody to go back. This is going to be somebody with a lot of time on their hands. Somebody to go back and watch all the film of Pistol Pete Maravich and give him the points he would have had for shooting threes. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Well, say, I mean, I've I've made this case about Larry Bird. Not that he would set records, but like Larry Bird was scoring over thirty points a game his senior year, and there was no three point line. Right, you know for a fact he was hitting shots from you. Yeah, this Pistol is what I'm Pete saying. was 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 yeah, his numbers would have been insane. Oh, I, I mean, I just unbelievable. Watching pull up his his game film, like yeah. watching him is unbelievable. And I know she's about to pass him as like the all time college leader in points right. and everything. Just, I would love to know how many points he now, would have had if there was a three. But here's line. the thing about Pistol Pete. Here's my counter to that. Sure. How many points per game would would Caitlin Clark be shooting if she was in fact shooting forty times a game? Because he did, and he did. I agree with that. I mean, that dude averaged right. thirty eight shots per game for his career. <laughs> Caitlin Clark's like him, hit like hovers around twenty this year. She's okay. over twenty, but she was under twenty most of her career. Pistol Pete, the lowest he ever had was thirty seven and a half shots per game. I mean, that dude did, did shoot it. <laughs> He shot it. Crap, he load put of it shots. Up. He put it up. So yeah, but you're you're De- correct. decent he chunk of assists too. The thing, yeah, that, yeah well, I mean about five. I mean that's the other thing too about about Caitlin Clark is she's not just a score. I mean she's an efficient right. score, but she's like leads the nation in assists. I believe she's like first or second. She really she averages like seven or eight rebounds a game. Like she's not just a score. She's not a volume scorer, and that's what that's the thing that bothered me about what Cheryl Soup said. I just felt it was disrespectful to her game. Yeah, like. Like you're a former great player, you're a champion. You should be uplifting this girl, right? Right. Like this girl's bringing prominence to your sport in a way that nobody has. You should be championing that, not hating on it for reasons that we all know that are obvious. You know what I mean? Like nothing that you said is even remotely close to true. Like this girl has game. This girl is mm-hmm. bringing attention to the sport you say you love. You should all be championing that. 
Absolutely. And, and, and building it up because Not her be game hating. is phenomenal. Yeah. Her all-around game is outstanding. I mean, and, and she took an Iowa team that was would have been a tournament team without her, but a first-round, second-round exit team all the way to the title game. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was a highly was, watched title game too. Yeah, most ever, right? I yeah, believe. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty it's sure it was. Yeah, and 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 I mean no disrespect to LSU, but people weren't watching because of LSU, right? They're watching because of Caitlin Clark. Let's be right. real about that. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, back to clickbaity stuff. According to one betting site, Notre Dame quarterback Riley Leonard is tied for ninth in Heisman Trophy odds. And to you, Brian Driscoll, that is blank. Fair. The only issue I had with events was some of the guys that were ahead of him were like, come on, really? Exactly. That that was my bigger issue. Without looking at it, I had no problem with it. Without looking at the list, just off my gut of what you sent me and you asked the question, I'm like, all right, that's fair. Like, okay, ninth. I mean, look, he played half a year last year. Now, if Notre Dame is really good and he just repeats the numbers he had two years ago, he'll be in the top five, just like Jalen Milrow was. I mean, sure. I mean, l- l- let's let's look at the numbers just so I, you, you all can understand what I'm saying. If you are a co- if you put up good numbers on an elite team, you will get recognition. Last year, Jalen Milrow played thirteen. Pardon me, thirteen games. In those thirteen games, he passed for two thousand eight hundred and thirty-four yards. Rushed for 531 yards, had 35 total touchdowns, okay? Six interceptions in 13 games. In 2022, Riley Leonard in 13 games passed for 2,967 yards, more than Jalen Milrow. Rushed for 699 yards, more than Jalen Milrow, and had 33 touchdowns, only two fewer than Jalen Milrow. And nobody ever mentioned him as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Why? Because he's playing at Duke. So if right. he just repeats the numbers he had at Duke at Notre Dame, they're going to be really good. Yeah, which is going to get him in the Heisman conversation. Yep, agree. Right. So, but you know, five to eight—that's fair. My my bigger issue, as I said, Vince was like, you know, Carson Beck number one, Garrett Nussmeyer tied for third. Right. You know, Nico Amialeva is number th- tied for third. Like Cam Ward, and then what? Like really, Will Howard. Right, and Connor Wegman, who who w- played even less than Riley Mills or Riley Leonard did last year, was in that. So that was more of my issue is just yes. who, some of the guys that were in it ahead of him, right? And the fact that you have to get down to like number like twenty something before you have a non quarterback is just like okay. <laughs> is it really? Like yeah. really small. Travis print, Hunter, obviously. yeah, is like 
Yeah. There's 12 that are listed. He's tied for ninth, but he's one of 12 listed. Yes. Yeah. And then five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So it's third, 24. Wow. Is before you get the non quarterback. And then, you know, you get Donovan Edwards later and Evan Stewart. So it was more so the, the annoyance of like, that's yes. who you have ahead of him more right. so than it was. He doesn't belong there. And that was my issue too, because when you think it's like when we, when we talk about, uh, you know, teams, this is a top five team. This is a, this is a top 10 team, you know, because it's, it, you, you look at them that way. It's like doing recruits, right? This is a top hundred kid. This is a top two fifty kid. Now, who are the other 249 kids? That's a different conversation right. like this. Okay. You're going to tell me that he's tied for ninth. Oh, okay. Like yeah, I can get totally on board. With, like I can totally see fair. that. He still has just, a lot to prove. Absolutely. He's quarterback at Notre Dame and he's productive and he ho how I mean, totally 100%. Fair. It's all in his totally hands, fair. right? I mean, it, how he plays will, will vault him up these rankings, whatever. But then you look at the people that they have in front of you. You're like, really? Yeah. Okay, like Grant Garrett Nussmeyer, I think is my biggest kind of like really. Yeah, seriously. You know, right. like Nico, I think is ridiculous. He started one game, but he's a former right. five star recruit. Whatever, I get it. Right. But Cam Ward being there and and Garrett Nussmeyer, Nico, and just like right. come on, yeah. Connor Wegman, like really? Yeah. Some of these are really hard to see. Connor swallow. Wegman. Yeah. And and Vince, you know, I'm a I love Connor Wegman. I mean, you know, I've I, I love that kid, but like guys. He he passed for 979 yards last year and 63 right. yards rushing because he got hurt after four games, right? And as a true freshman, he only played five games. The guys played nine games in two years, and you're making him a top 10 Heisman candidate. Like, seriously, can we not put that kind of pressure on this poor kid? <laughs> right. Like, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I love Connor uh, Wegman, but, like, can we, like, let him play a full season's worth of games right. before right. we make him a top 10 Heisman candidate? Like, come on, Seriously, guys. seriously. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's what this stuff is. It's his fodder. It, it is all ridiculous, but of it's, course. Fun. it's fun to talk about. It's also about. why I don't bet. I, right. Well, okay. One of the many reasons I don't bet, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there's more than one. All right. Last question, and this might be the longest answer. <laughs> I'm going to be as precise as I can with this, but yeah. All right. So we have not even had participation in the 12-team playoff yet for college football. And yet people are already talking about expanding it to a 14-team playoff. In two years, for, yeah. In, in a couple of years. So buy or sell the change from 12 to 14. I'm buying that it's going to happen. I'm selling that it should happen. There you go. It's going to happen because the AC, the SEC and Big Ten are going to bully their way into an expansion. Now, the, the thing is they won't get as many automatic qualifiers. They won't get four. But that's the negotiating point to get the one they're comfortable with, which will probably be like two or three. Uh, Bill Trochi said this on, on the CFP All-America show, and he, he said this is a loser's mentality. And it's so short. I see so many people, oh, you know, they're the two best leagues for now, but we don't know that that's going to be the case in two or three years. I mean, sure. you, you never know how things are going to – you know, what if Florida State doesn't leave the ACC and they get back to prominence? Miami gets back to prominence. and Notre, You know what I mean? And 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 Clemson gets back to where they were. And all of a sudden, the ACC is good as anybody, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you don't know how these things are going to go. It's a loser's mentality. But at the end of the day, Vince, it's this. It's It's this simple. I have said for years that the problem in college football right now is that there are not there's no leadership. It's all about money and there's mm -hmm. no justification for this other than money. 
you get X amount of dollars for the number of teams you have in the playoff, and they want to guarantee X amount of dollars every year from the college football playoff. That's all it's about. And the fact that there's no pushback, uh, there's not a lot of pushback from the national media is, is another reason that's why this whole process is broken. The yep. reason politics is broken and the reason college sports is breaking is because the people that are supposed to sort of be the, the people's champion, so to speak, right? Government does their thing. The media is supposed to be sort of that. There's supposed to be a healthy animosity between yeah. the national media and politicians or coaches in the sports thing to where, you know, we should be the champions for the people, for the student athletes and things like that. And we're not because number one, there's just a lot of people in media that just can't think beyond their nose. Mm -hmm. Let's be real about that. They just go along to get along and it's clickbait. There's no real in-depth analysis doesn't sell. Investigative reporting doesn't sell. ESPN wants no part of an investigation by their people taking on the travesty that is the education, you know, promotion of college students in the SEC. Why? Because the SEC is their meal ticket. Oh yeah. And the minute they partnered up, there is no, they're all on the same train because the ESPN doesn't care if that's the case. Cause they're hosting all the games. Anyway, the SEC is one of their teams. It's good for them. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just, the whole thing is an absolute joke. It's because we have no real leadership. There's nobody saying, hey, guys, we need to make sure the game is good. We need to make sure the game is healthy. We don't need these two super – now the Big Ten and SEC threatening to leave the NCAA. And it's just the whole thing is just – like they're so they're so ridi- ridiculous that they make me sometimes defend the NCAA, which, which is, is just something I never want to do. Right, That's right. a joke of an organization as well. So – it's just it, – it's all about money. It's all about power. Nobody cares about the game anymore. Nobody cares about the players anymore. You know, like for me, I'd say, fine, we'll go to this and we'll give you X number of dollars, but every penny that, you know, that you get beyond what your automatic champion get is going to get spent 50-50 between your, you guys and the players. Yeah. See how they feel about that. Right, right. right. It's, it's, it's all about money. It's all about power. It's all about just the 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 thing that's like like I I've went off on lawyers late. I got into some wannabe, you know, champion of the people nil right. lawyer on Twitter last week, and the coward you know blocked me. He never actually responded to my to my pushback on him. He, you just know what you're talking about. That's all he said. You're just mad because things are staying the same. You're an idiot. You have no clue what I believe or what I feel. Right. And and my challenge to him was, you are just basically trying to replace the NCAA as the group of people taking advantage of student athletes. And here's what happened. Fans and players and coaches made the game great. And it became marketable. And then TV networks and all these people got involved because they wanted to make money off of the game. And what conference commissioners have become are basically people that are saying, this is a game that makes a lot of money and we're going to milk it for every dime, even if it means we are leading it towards its destruction. Because once it finally goes off the cliff, we won't be around for that. Right. And that's what it's kind of come down to. It's like, as long as we're getting ours now, I don't care what happens 10 years from now. Yeah. Or they don't think about what's going to happen 10 years from now because they think, Hey, this is the biggest sport in America, and there's no way it takes a back seat. Go tell that to Major League Baseball. 
because for 60 years, Major League Baseball was king of American sports. And then they canceled the World Series. And it's never been the same. And 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 it's become a sport that people are just like, you know, this younger generation just, you know, why? What's so unique about it that this generation doesn't get it in ways for 100 years the generation's got it, right? It's because you kind of ruined yourselves the way that you ran the game. You had owners who only cared about making money. You had players who only cared about making money. And in this process, people forgot about what made the game great. And baseball has not been able to find its way back to what made it great. And the problem is college football, because you don't have any leadership in any capacity, is you have people that are just saying, I just want to whore myself out as best I can to make as much money as I can. Mm -hmm. Game be damned. And that's the problem. No one is saying, hey, guys, what about the game? Because if the game no longer becomes attractive to the masses, then there is no more money to go around. And if I wanted to watch the NFL, I just would watch the freaking NFL. I don't need a college version of the NFL. Right. And that's what they're trying to create an NFL model in college football. And it'll work for a while, but I just don't see how it continues to work. Sure. And, and at the root of it all is ESPN who is absolute just crap. And 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 all these just the utter lack of leadership we have, dude, at the political level, at the church level, at the sports level, it's just disgusting. It's just it drives me nuts. Well, as far as 12 versus 14 for me, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they're even they're even suggesting or well i shouldn't say suggesting because of course the big 10 and the sec are going to suggest it because they're going to try to get whatever they can out of it the fact that it's even being because it's only about money right exactly there's there's no other reason to entertain it other than it guarantees us x amount of dollars there's no absolutely i getting the best teams out there getting the right there's no other reason they don't care about that besides money exactly that's all they want and they and they're all they're looking out for number one and i get it i get where they are coming from Somebody it's got to stand up and be like, no, some somebody there has to be an adult in the room that's not going to allow them to do isn't. whatever they want to do. Problem is there isn't. I know, and that's, that's the problem. A sad thing. That's the problem because I'm sorry, I don't want to watch a playoff that has a guaranteed three teams from the Big Ten and three teams from the SEC, and then there's like one at large bid, you know, or whatever the case. Well, it'd be is like four. Feet. If they go to fourteen, there'd be like four, right? It'd be like that, three, three, two, two. Because like the four, the latest fourteen team proposal being floated is three in the ACC, three in the Big Ten, then two of the ACC, two of the Big Twelve, and then one Group Five plus three at largest is basically what they said. Yeah, that'd be three at large. Right? Yeah, uh, but that, like, like the only reason to go to fourteen is because you get more, you get more of your teams in there, which means more money. That's basically what it comes down. Yeah, to. and it's ridiculous. That's not. I'm sorry. Don't. Don't make the playoff bigger so that you can get more teams from the SEC and the Big Ten because that's all that it is, and that bothers me. I look, I get it. The, the the conference champions, yeah, you get your automatic bid. That's fine, but the rest should be the best teams in the country. But here's the other thing, Brian. My guess is more often than not, in the twelve team playoff, there's a decent chance that three from the Big Ten or three from the SEC are going to get there. Right. There's a chance earn that it. happens. Earn it. Yes. Exactly. Right, earn, it. earn it. That that is my biggest thing. Earn the spot 
and that's fine. If you get three teams in, in most years they will. Yes. In most years they are going to get three. They would have gotten that, three in last year, especially with the teams that are in the league now. Right. The SEC especially would have got three in yes. every year. The Big Ten would yeah. get three in a lot of years. So why do you have to be guaranteed yeah, eat it? Earn it. Right. I, I just I that's what I have. What, to it's a problem. power play to force more teams to have to join their league too. That's the other thing too. Sure. It's a power play to try to say, hey, ACC, Big 12 teams, you need to get out of it. Come join right. us now. That's what right. it is. Right. I, I like the obviously I like the big four being in the, on the same footing as far as how many they get in. I just I don't want to see them elevate two of the four conferences. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see them elevate it. You know what I mean? Don't make them better automatically. Make them earn it. Maybe they are better. We'll see. That that's the part that bothers me the most. So and, and it's not because I'm are. and it's not because I'm a fan of Notre Dame and it, it lessens the amount of at large bids or any of that kind of thing. Like that has nothing to do with my opinion. My opinion is solely based on now you're elevating the Big Ten and the SEC, and that's a major problem because you're just setting it up for disaster when it comes to college football in general. So that's what I got the biggest problem with, and that's with you, where man. we're going to end it, brother. I'm so with you. sorry, bro. Rita was going crazy. Over oh, I, chiller, but I listened. I heard the collar. You're good. Yeah, you're on the same. We're on the same page, man. Yeah. We did have two quick super chats. Yeah, we did. Two events before we get out of here, man. Anthony Solomon, our guy, he's always shooting us a super chat during uh, Ivy Nation. Appreciate you, brother. He says, thanks for the show tonight, gentlemen. Good to see the OGs together. You're not wrong. It's always wrong. good to do shows with you. Absolutely. Connor, our guy. Connor's an OG, frankly. Thank you for the super chat, my man. I remember the day Benjamin Morrison committed. The excitement you guys had then proved to be quite warranted. Yeah, he was. I, I, ne- I That's one I never understood. Yeah, I I never, I never, I never understood why right. people like. How do you watch him and not are not thinking he's really, really good? Right. Like I, I just. And I mean, like you know, sometimes I'm like, well, I, I get it here. That was one where I'm just like, dude, I don't get it at all. Right. I, oh, I, remember, I remember you going off on multiple occasions uh, during that recruiting like, class. I don't know how that anyone watched that kid say he's not a top hundred player. Just never understood it. Right. I mean, and he's right. been that from the day he got here. I mean, right. that's the crazy. It's, he's been that way since from the minute he got here. I mean, and he didn't get here till fall. Yeah. I remember talking to a parent of another <laughs> cornerback who was like, dude, everybody saw it. That like the, the he like one of the first practices he was here, there was parents there, and they're just like, they're all just gonna look around like, Yeah, that kid's really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like parents of other players are like, Yeah, right. that kid's really good. You know right. what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that's special. awesome. He's that's special. awesome. So, so that's gonna do it do for it. tonight's show. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Uh, really appreciate that. And uh, make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell, share with your family and friends, get on the boards. If you want the intel, folks, it's on the boards. Yeah. It's the the best board money can buy. There's no doubt about that, man. Lots of great. I just, somebody asked yesterday, Vince, about, you know, a younger, I'm a younger fan. I want to watch some Lou Holtz games. What do you remember? So I put in like 15, 16, just clips of like, like YouTube links to all a bunch of games from 88 to 93. All on one post. You can find that on the board. Nice. And uh, by the way, Vince, the ladies are up eight right now. So uh, in the, I still think it's the third. Uh, no, it's yeah. the fourth. Just oh, there's only two minutes left in the fourth. Yeah. These games two fifty five so quick. Yeah. So yes, yeah, a huge win oh, if they can God. hold on, man. This is going to be massive because well, you know because Vatek is five. They're last time five. we did uh, buy so hold, you said buy so hold that the women get to host the first round. I said, I said, tell me after the Duke game. And that game really sparked them, man. And they've just been yeah. on fire ever since. Love it. And this would be huge because yeah. what's their ranking right now? They just went up 10. 
They're they're seventeenth. They're seventeen. They beat yeah. number five and keep this thing rolling, man. And all of a sudden, it's like okay, now they're now there's no doubt about it that they're going to be right. And they got one more game against Louisville on Sunday before the ACC tournament. That's a big one. Oh so, yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's a big one. Yeah, that's Louisville. One. Uh, Louisville got them last yeah. time at Louisville. You get them at home. So yeah. I was talking Louisville's to Sean before the, the game. Yeah, and he was feeling good about tonight. He yeah, said, he goes, I feel real good about tonight. He goes, I don't know yeah. if that means anything. He goes, but I feel yeah. real good about tonight. He nailed so. it, man. He Must nailed have felt it. good about something. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. Louisville's, Louisville's been tough on Coach Ivy, man. They've been yeah. tough on her since she got here. So it'd be nice to start to get control of that series or at least get some get back on an even plane with that series. Absolutely. Least, so. I'd love to see a run next week in the ACC tournament. So, but we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Anyway, tomorrow, what do you got going on tomorrow in the afternoon? Do you have a plan? Yes. So okay. As of now, I have a interview scheduled for uh, nine thirty my time with a special guest. Ooh. I'm hoping that it's going to go through, and if he's able to do that with me, I'm going to play that. Okay. The first twenty thirty minutes, we have about a thirty minute window, and so we'll see. I don't want to say who it is because then I tell people Ooh, who it is, and then, and then it get, they get disappointed. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. He that. doesn't show up or whatever, yeah. but uh, that'll be fun. We're going to talk about Notre Dame and just. Where, where does this national insanity towards Notre Dame come from? And this is from a non-Notre Dame person. Okay. So we'll see how that one goes. And then after that, Sean Davis and I are going to talk about that topic some more. Okay. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, just uh, just what why this perception of Notre Dame exists and, and really what Notre Dame can do to shut this version up and then what follows then. Right, because they're not going to stop talking negatively about Notre Dame. Because when oh, Lou no. dominated, then it came on the the tarnished dome and all these attempts to tear Notre Dame down. And yeah. so we'll kind of oh, yeah. get into to why that is and and why it's so important to Notre Dame win this year and how Notre Dame winning this year could be something that slows down a lot of this craziness that is the SEC and the Big Ten. And and then Notre Dame winning this year also secures itself to where Notre Dame can then become the team that they're all trying to get, throw everything they got at in case it is forced to join a conference why winning it winning big this year impacts that so we'll see how it all goes it's gonna be a lot okay. of fun nice and then tomorrow night five o'clock it's our normal friday time five o'clock we got friday fire it would be me jesse sean i do believe all three of us in the building doing some rapid fire can have some fun with it i have a feeling There'll be some more talk about the potential 14-team playoff as yeah. well. So make sure you tune in. All kinds of fun stuff to talk about tomorrow. So just keep it locked in right here, folks. Keep it locked in. Irish Breakdown, Ivy Nation, The Big Show, all of it. We got you covered. And when you're not covered, when we're not live, get on the boards. Boards.irishbreakdown.com. Yep. Ryan's got some updates on the boards, I believe, about the Combine guys. He's down in Indy right now covering that. So, yep. Lots going on. There we go. So keep locked in with Irish Breakdown. We will not let you down. So for Brian, I'm Vince. It's time for dinner. We'll talk to you next time on Irish Breakdown Podcast.